Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show on December 24th, 2020. It's Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen, and this is a special show for you. Um, of course, um, you know that there have been uh, some changes, as we always say, live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. This is what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles and in Lake County, and it's a beautiful place to do that in both places. But today, we're going to have a special show. This is going to be about cryptocurrency. This is going to be about Bitcoin and Hex. If you haven't heard Hex, we're going to explain it all. Um, We're going to talk about, uh, you know, Bitcoin has been around for 10, almost 11 years and has recently received an investment of $100 million from Mass Mutual, a 160-year-old insurance company. Ladies and gentlemen, do you think that they do a little investigation before they invest in something? Um, if you've done a little investigation and you're wondering, is Bitcoin safe? Well, Mass Mutual has invested $100 million. In addition, a recent investment of $450 million and as I recall, it was 450. That was the beginning. Apparently, it's over 1.3 billion dollars invested totally in 2020 by um, MicroStrategy, uh, the CEO and uh, chairman of the board, Michael Saylor, is leading that effort, converting their corporate treasury cash into Bitcoin, um, as because, as he said, he felt like he was sitting on a half a billion dollar ice cube melting to the tune of 15% a year as cash will do with interest, uh, with uh, inflation and the, the, the monetary policies of the Fed. So um, all corporate treasuries are looking at this at this point. Um, and we, we are going to talk about HEX, just a year old that is thought to rival Bitcoin in its stability, security, and potential for safe growth of your investments. Today, we're joined by Matt, the creator of the YouTube channel Crypto Coffee, and we're going to talk more uh, with uh, Matt, Crypto Coffee 369, and you'll understand the significance of that number in a bit. Crypto Coffee 369 on YouTube. He says he is a recovering Bitcoin maximalist, promoting mass adoption of cryptocurrency through HEX, and he's open-minded, believe it or not. Join us for a lively discussion. My lawyers tell me that no matter what I or Matt say, such as I'm not a financial advisor and you should do your own research and never take advice from a couple of guys you know you don't know talking on a podcast on the Internet, that my lawyer <laughs> says that you are likely to think that Matt and I know everything and we, we can do no wrong. Well, I know Matt feels this way. And let me tell you, I just don't agree. I think you're smarter than what my lawyer thinks. Um, you will find in the show notes my uh, <laughs> my Bitcoin address, or I'm sorry, my, my Ethereum address, if you want to uh, drop some uh, either Ethereum or some Hex uh, my way. And uh, please read the show notes. Matt, welcome to the show. That was a great intro. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I can feel uh, a lot of the excitement. 
in this space right now. Every company wants to get their hands on uh, Bitcoin, it seems. It seems, you know, 10 years is the time limit of which people are starting to come around uh, to the idea. Right. You know, right. Uh, if I would have told you nine years ago that, you know, this thing that's a penny that's only traded on a weird, you know, Chinese exchange that also sells Magic the Gathering trading cards, you would have told me I was crazy, right? But after 10 years, right. You know, that one penny little Bitcoin went all the way to uh, $20,000. And so people are starting to right. notice. And I think, you know, as far as these institutions you mentioned, I feel like I can't go a single day without hearing about another you know, public company, right, that's getting publicly right. involved. Right. And, of course, they only tell right. you after they bought, right? But, um, right. yeah, micro strategy is the uh, kind of the big one in the limelight right now. Um, so it's very interesting. You know, I think, you know, public perception is changing. Yeah, and I, I want you to continue on this line, but I want to draw a really bright line between MicroStrategy and Mass Mutual. MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor started this company when he was 23 or 24 years old. He owns 70 plus percent of the stock, the CEO and the chairman of the board. He, didn't, he can do any damn thing he pleases, right? Now, the fact mm-hmm. that he's sitting on, uh, you know, $1.3 billion, well, that, 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 that does turn heads. But still, people can say he's crazy. People can say he's a lunatic. They can say anything they want. But Mass Mutual, a 160-year-old insurance company, they don't do things that way. And You're right. That and I'm move, glad you mentioned that yeah, I'm glad please. you mentioned that because, I mean, being around for 160 years, um, that that right. gains a lot of credibility, especially in the traditional investing space. And I wasn't necessarily – I don't want to focus on this too much, but MicroStrategy, you know, we should think twice before listening to what companies like that are doing. Um, I think that guy was accused of fraud, uh, investment fraud, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know mm-hmm. – I'm not sure what came out of that, if it was, you know, overall, I don't know the final verdict, but <laughs> well, I think we should be careful that, that about was who we look up to. Right. That was recently brought up on a CN- CNBC uh, interview that he did, and it was brought up in like the last 30 seconds of the interview, right? And a, a kind of a gotcha <laughs> question. Yeah. And yeah, maybe you're referring to something that was, you know, brought up a few years ago, but that was resolved. The SEC said, you know, nothing of it. And uh, so he handled it very quickly and very easily. But still, no matter what you say about him, mass mutual is a different story. Exactly. So I think it's much more, you know, I think we should point to companies like that, companies with a better reputation, with without a a chink in their armor kind of. And yeah, that's a much better uh, indicator, I think, of the general sentiment, the cryptocurrency space. And so if they're okay with that, you know, there's a couple of uh, giant hedge funds out there that own a large percentage of uh, Bitcoin as well. And they've been quietly accumulating, you know, Galaxy Digital, Mike Novogratz's company, uh, Square, which is a payments processing company owned by Jack Dorsey. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I can't name them all, but... Collectively, they probably own about five to ten percent of the Bitcoin supply. And and ladies um, and gentlemen, we're, this show is not for people who say, "Oh, cryptocurrency! I will never get involved, no matter what you say. You're just a lunatic." 
this show is not for you. This show is for those people that are that are on the fence. They don't really know where to turn, but they're interested. This is for people who are interested because we have news for you. I mean, Bitcoin is big news, but um, where I first met you, Matt, was in your initial toes in the water talking about Hex. Let's set the stage for people. Um, Hex began its life December 2nd, 2019. That's just, that's just over a year ago. What, what, what would you say to people as their first introduction to Hex? What would you say? Matt. Yeah, good question. So if you're comfortable with Bitcoin, or at least if you're familiar with the idea, I think it helps to start with defining what the purpose is, right? So the purpose of Bitcoin ended up being through trials and tribulations, uh, it ended up being kind of digital gold, right? So it's a store of value that you can keep and hold with you. And it's, it's basically a form of hard money because there's digital scarcity, right? You can't just copy and paste Bitcoin as many times as you want. Um, there's a complicated mm-hmm. mechanism called a blockchain that makes sure that there's only going to be a finite amount of Bitcoin that will ever exist. Kind of like how you can't just, right. you know, go mine a whole bunch of gold very easily. It takes a lot of work to mine it. So right. Bitcoin right. was a store of value, and that was great. It did well. And then the next big innovation came along in about 2014, about five years later, which was called Ethereum. And Ethereum was created by this Russian, you know, genius child programmer. Now he's a little bit older, but I think he was about 20 something <laughs> at the time. And, uh, right. you know, it, it ended up being, uh, this, this platform where it was more than just digital gold. You could actually build, uh, additional cryptocurrencies on top of this platform. And so that's why a lot of people think of Ethereum as digital oil or digital fuel. So, uh, for example, I can create cryptocurrency X on top of the Ethereum network. And if I send it from person A to person B, just for people that aren't familiar, if I send from person from A to person B, it costs me a transaction fee uh, to do that. A very, very small one, you know, uh, usually no, Mm -hmm. no more than a dollar. I mean, it fluctuates day to day and that's called a gas fee, right? So it's similar to, we, we use the term gas fee because it's something that we can relate to in the outside real world and it's kind of just Mm -hmm. like you know digital oil and digital fuel so you need to have a little bit of ethereum to pay for those gas fees to transfer your new cryptocurrencies from one person to another so if you can understand that concept matt uh, now now when 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 i buy ethereum can't can't somebody just steal it from me can't can't somebody just you know can't the government just come and 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 uh, take it from me? Like if I had, I don't know, 100 pounds of gold buried in my backyard, can't the government just take it from me? Great, great question. Great question. And I'm sure that's a concern that a lot of people should have. Uh, it's totally valid. And one of the beautiful breakthroughs in innovation uh, of cryptocurrencies is the fact that they are censorship resistant, not censorship proof, but censorship resistant mm. and they are resistant to confiscation by anybody, right? So what happens when you open a cryptocurrency wallet, which is just another name for a program that shows you that holds your cryptocurrency for you and allows you to send and receive it. Um, So if you open a digital wallet, 
you have what's called a seed passphrase to that wallet, which is usually 12 to 24 words, you know, English words, you know, cat, desk, mm-hmm. rug, chair, whatever. And those are some words that you should never, ever, ever, ever tell anybody under any circumstances because if you do that, somebody can steal all your all your Bitcoin or all your Ethereum or whatever token you might have. Uh, but the beauty of that is that it also can't be seized by middlemen or, you know, be taken advantage of by fraudsters at banks or people lending right. out, doing right. things with your money that you don't want them to do. You know, all the myriad right. of things that can go wrong uh, in the traditional banking system. And so, right. you know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? So the fact that we're now able right. to own our money by having these private keys is what they're called. Uh, by having ownership right. and self-sovereignty of those things, it unlocks a new paradigm of finance, right? So we no longer have middlemen and we no longer have all of the inefficiencies that go along with that. Right. So it no longer takes me three now, to five days for an ACH transfer and all that, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Matt, you're, you're, you're covering the basics, but I'm going to position this show in the middle. Like people who have really basic questions about crypto in general – you, we're we're going to have other shows for you. And those people who think crypto people, cryptocurrency is illegal or only used to, to buy drugs and to buy hookers, well, you you know, this is not the show for you. So, but but in the middle, there are people who understand the basics of crypto, but they don't really understand hex. Where does hex fit in? Where does Bitcoin fit in? There's tens of thousands of cryptocurrencies. Why is it that if you're if you have a hundred dollars, if you have a thousand dollars, if you have ten thousand dollars, why would you subject yourself to this potential fraud, to this potential you know insanity? Well, we say there's two choices: hex and Bitcoin. They're safe, they're reliable. We've got some serious people on our side. But tell me about hex. What is hex? What is it? Yeah, okay. So it always helps to draw parallels to the real world, right? So what we have today, if, like I said, Bitcoin is digital gold and Ethereum is digital oil, then HEX can be considered the digital savings account or the digital CD. Now, the gold cryptocurrency is to replace all the products at a traditional bank. You know, we've already got gold covered with Bitcoin, but we don't really have savings account slash certificate of deposit. And that's something that Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially wealthy people today, use to store their wealth to help beat, like, for example, the hidden cost of inflation, which is about, you know, it means your money's worth less and less every year. Uh, But with the CD returns at a traditional bank, they're pitifully small. They might get you, you know, 1.2% if you're lucky, which, as we know, is not enough to beat inflation. So HEX is like an account where you store these digital tokens and you can lock them up for any any number of days. So unlike a traditional CD, where you have to lock it up for one year, two years, or three years, et cetera, hex, you go by date. So I can choose to lock my mm-hmm. hex up for either one day, 100 days, 1,000 days, all the way up to 5,555 days. That's the maximum limit that was programmed in, which is about 15.2 mm-hmm. years, I believe. And so right. based on how long you're locking and how much hex you're locking, you'll get an interest rate uh, paid on that when your term expires. 
So you can lock this hex away for a specified term that you set yourself. You know, it's totally up to you. Uh, But it is up Mm -hmm. to you to keep your promise in that um, if you try to pull your hex out early, earlier than you said you would, uh, you're going to pay a pretty heavy penalty, kind of like the real world. Uh, but if you, if you haven't gone fifth of your stake, there's a pretty heavy penalty. But beyond 50% right. of your agreement, then the penalty is less and less. That's correct. Right. Um, if you're beyond 50% of your stake term, uh, you get penalized out of your interest. If you are in between right. 0 and 50%, you'll get penalized out of your principal, which I really do not right. recommend. It's not a good time. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Hex is a digital CD. And and these are the things that, you know, when uh, I want to I give people a, a quick um, history. Uh, I want to give people a, an introduction to your history, Matt. Talk about how you got involved with crypto briefly and, and how you got involved with Hex. Wh- where, who is Matt? the crypto coffee, uh, YouTuber. Absolutely. So, you know, I got involved in 2015. Um, you know, I was maybe a year or two out of college, just starting my first job at a financial company, um, doing tech stuff. You know, I've always kind of bridged the gap between technical and finance, uh, companies. Uh, so I was doing tech Hmm. work at a financial company and was just looking for ways to, improve my, my, my economic status and, you know, starting to consider, all right, now that I have a real job and I'm a functioning member of society, what do I do with my money? How do I make more of it? Started listening to all these kind of investing strategies, all the traditional ones, you know, the diversified mutual, uh, diversified ETF and stuff like that, you know, CD ladders and all these, you know, strategies like real estate and, and all the, the traditional stuff, right? Then I stumbled across cryptocurrency um, in 2015, and I remember seeing it was like a trading desk, right, that anybody could enter. Uh, There was no minimum, you know, requirements or anything because it's crypto, and honestly, there weren't a lot of rules back then. Um, So anybody could make an account. I remember Bitcoin was about $500 at the time, and so Mm -hmm. I would log on to poloniex.com, and I saw all these coins just rocketing up, you know, 30%, 50%, 100% up in one day. And I figured, oh, man, if I could just get a little piece of that action, you know, if I could figure out a system to time that market, you know, I could make a lot of money here. It just seemed like a great opportunity. So, you know, I bought a bunch of Bitcoin at $500, and I lost a lot of it as well uh, because I was trying Mm -hmm. to trade, trying to time the market. Um, So that went on for a couple of years until 2017 when – the big crypto bubble happened, right? And everybody, it was over exuberance <laughs> at its finest. And so I remember just getting all excited, reading into every new project that came out, thinking it was going to change the world when in reality, all it was was vaporware that didn't exist, you know, just mm-hmm. broken promises, empty promises. Uh, but I bought into it because I was young. I still am pretty young, but <laughs> much more experienced now. Uh, to know that, you know, a lot of these ICOs and white papers that promise the world but don't actually have a functioning working product uh, will fail miserably, and they have failed miserably. And, I, you know, I rode the hype all the way up in 2017 and all the way back down in 2018 and 2019. So 
you know, I made a lot of money, lost almost as much money, but luckily still had a solid kind of nest egg at the bottom that I managed to not mm-hmm. lose. And part of, part of what helped me not lose that was this guy named Richard Hart. And so Richard Hart mm. was making YouTube videos, uh, you know, during the Bitcoin days, both, you know, in 2015, all the way up to the top of the bubble and down. He told people mm-hmm. uh, when to sell when Bitcoin was crashing. I, I should have listened, mm-hmm. right? But he was kind of the only guy that I was following on social media, on YouTube, that uh, was honest about the, the state of cryptocurrency, the shortcomings of it, and, and the benefits of it, right? But, you know, he gets can we, of, can uh, we Can we say, at, Matt, Matt, can we say something real quick about Richard Hart? He, he never sure. tells lies. He always tells you what he thinks. He, when, yes. when people out there think, you know, Richard Hart, you're going to research him. You're going to find various kinds of, of, of information about him. I want both Matt and I to certify right here and, and now. We, we believe Richard Hart never lies to us. He tells us the truth. And that's all that matters. I mean, um, I mean, he, he he may curse here and there. I mean, but the truth matters. Yeah, and he says it all the time. The truth doesn't need to be backed to be really reasoned too much. I mean, the truth speaks for itself, and it, it makes a better argument than anything else. And so, um, he's a guy that is very very honest about the the state of crypto, and if you try to come at him and disagree. Well, a lot of people get mad at him just because he's not saying nice things about whatever cryptocurrency they happen to own. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hostile space sometimes in crypto because money is an emotional thing. And a lot of people think right. that, you know, if you're not holding the crypto that I like, that you must be an asshole and you must, you know, <laughs> be some bad guy. When, when in reality, maybe, right. maybe you should take a second look at whatever project you're into and, and maybe there's good and bad things about Bitcoin and there's good and bad things about Ethereum. I mean, it's, it's yeah. true, right? He's the one that uh, publicizes things like, Hey, Bitcoin had a, an inflation bug before that. It could have crashed everything to zero and we got lucky that right. that never happened, but people will get mad. At uh, actually that, you know, two, to... two inflation bugs, one that was right. caught, one that wasn't caught. So the first one that was caught, they actually had to roll back the chain. Because somebody, you know, created a billion hex. Well, I'm sorry, a billion Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin has a maximum of 21 million coins. So um, two times that happened. One time wasn't dangerous. Yeah. It, was, it was actually caught by a Bitcoin cash developer who did the honest thing and told uh, Bitcoin developers on the QT before anyone could exploit it. But then before that, there was a, a real exploit. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, at, the, at that time of the original one, Bitcoin was so small that it was only a group of, right. you know, a couple of developers, and they scrambled together and, and fixed it because nobody cared at the time. But, you know, that's not to say that could never happen, right? right? We right. Obviously, we don't want it to happen, but there are these inconvenient truths out there that people may or may not like to shed light on. But it's important to talk about because it's uh, – you know, we can learn from those things and we can do things like have audits, for example, which Hex has three audits. Uh, I don't believe Bitcoin has ever had an audit before. So these are improvements right. on previous technologies that are you know, stagnant and potentially insecure. Right. 
Right. So, Matt, so let's transition now to Hex. When did you when you were listening to Richard already? You, he was he was um, in your orbit. You you knew about him, but then Hex. When did that really first come to light? And um, December second, twenty nineteen, is when it all started. Yeah, and so I've been in Hex from day one, and even before that, uh, I was an avid mm-hmm. fan of Richard in his chat groups and everything. And I remember when he first even started talking about his coin he was going to make uh, back when it was CFD token, which it evolved from that into hex. Well, first it was Bitcoin mm-hmm. hex. And then he, you know, he got a lot of pushback on that. He dropped the Bitcoin from the mm-hmm. name and it just became hex. And I was in that chat room for ever since the beginning, right? Since day one, which was about a year before it actually launched. So I remember witnessing a lot of the design decisions being made, uh, different community, you know, feedback that he was getting. And, you know, when we were actually all kind of formulating this thing, I was more of a, a, mm. a passerby or more of a on the sidelines, but occasionally I would give my input as well. And so I feel like I really have mm-hmm. been a part of this thing since before day one. So I was more than excited uh, when December 2nd came around. And that was the launch right. day of Hex. And we had been waiting, uh, quote unquote, four weeks, which kept getting pushed back. You know, Richard says himself that technology and software development is very hard. I remember when there were four weeks left to launch and then that four weeks ended up becoming, you know, four months, right? Because it was always right mm-hmm. around the corner. We just had to wrap up some finishing touches and get these audits out the door. Uh, but I'm really glad that that delay happened because all that extra time was put in to ensure the safety and security of both the economic model and the functional tech specs of X2. And so, right. Uh, you know, it was supposed to launch a little earlier and obviously got delayed, but uh, a lot of us, you know, hundreds of us were more than thrilled when it was launched. And uh, a lot of us FOMO'd in on day one, got a little too excited. Um, mm-hmm. I actually waited until day two to get in because Richard warned everybody not to get in on day one. <laughs> but, uh, right. I got in on day two, but, you know, I still paid a, a little bit of a premium at those times and, you know, rode my first hex dip down about 50, 60%, bought some more at the right. dips. And so far, it's just been ratcheting up for the whole past year of 2020. Right. It's been an insane ride. Right. And I've just been so happy to be a part of it. It's been changing my <laughs> life and the lives of many others. I I was right there, uh, you know, in November, uh, September, watching the stuff because I hear about just about everything going on in the crypto space. My, my history is that I was a uh, masternode consultant. I was setting up masternodes uh, for various uh, clients in 2015, early 2016. And uh, this one client, um, I stopped charging him an hourly rate because I was just making up so much money. I said, hey, you know, well, I'll just share in – in the proceeds from these masternodes that I'm setting up for you and charge you a lower fee. Cause I didn't want to charge him hundreds of dollars a week. And, and I thought I was giving him a break and I wanted to participate a little. And then we started 2016, mid 2016 to late 2016, early 2017, we started making some stupid money. And I thought, okay, I died and went to heaven. I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And, 2017 was great, but 2018 sucked. And so yep. um, 
it was time for me to learn a new lesson. Well, my new lesson was go and get a job and get back to, you know, the real world and which I did. But late 2019, I started to hear about Hex and I started to watch the videos and I started to say, I want to get involved, but I didn't get involved right away. I waited till February 2020 before I got involved. It is a good thing. When I bought my first purchases were somewhere around zero zero two seven. I mean, you know, two twenty seven thousandths of a penny or something like that. My God. And uh you, that, I don't well, think you can I get mean, better prices than that. Well there is one That's, there is there's there's a low point below that. The all time low is is a little bit below that. But I got lucky. I got a good dip. I I got in, yeah. you know, I I got what I thought was a big bag, and then I said, okay, that's it. I'm not going to buy anymore. I'm going to sit back. And I wrote it and wrote it, and then I would say about, oh, I would say about, you know, three, four, five months before um, big payday happened, I just I just said to myself, I I, I got to scrap together every penny I've got. <laughs> I wish I could sell my children. I mean, I just I got to get. <laughs> Um, I am no longer living in Los Angeles I lived in Los Angeles for 30 years I just moved I'm living in a small town Lakeport, California now Just moved a few weeks ago Um, I just don't even know where I'm going I don't even know what I'm going to do In terms of uh, buy a home You know uh, My major investment is hundreds of thousands of hex coins. That's my major investment. But as you know, hex has the potential to make me a millionaire. Oh yeah. Yes, it does. And that's a great story. I, uh, so what kind of master notes were you setting up? Was it dash and things uh-huh. like that? Dash was too expensive at that time. At, at 2017, Dash hit about, I want to say, 1,200 uh, bucks uh, for one, and you needed a thousand, so it was like 1.2 million dollars to establish a Dash oh. uh, master. So I was I was working with master nodes that were close to launch. You know, the Genesis block had been been um, only two or three or four or five weeks ago. And I was riding this, you know, the typical, you know, uh, curve was a big pump and then a big dump. Turned out if you rode that mm-hmm. on master node after master node after master node, you could make thousands of dollars a month. And uh, that's wow. what we were doing. And uh, we did that all of 2017. I, I, I made a bunch of money. I took a long vacation to the Bahamas with my wife. Um, we spent a lot of money. <laughs> we had fun. Um, <laughs> well, good on you, man. That's, but, that's a great story. I always love to hear about people that are actually winning in the cryptocurrency game. And you found a niche, it sounds like, um, with Masternodes and, and now with Hex that isn't um, self-destructive, like a lot of this trading stuff right. can be. Right? right. Like like, like so, Richard Hart is, is says often, traders are lose traders lose long term the the centralized exchanges make all their money from trading fees 
So it's in their best interest that you should trade a lot. And every trade has a winner and a loser. There's a buyer and a seller. Now, you can win when you buy and you can win when you sell. But the problem is being on that winning side every time is really like a crapshoot. It's difficult. You have to put a lot of time in it. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't recommend it to anybody. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to any traders out there that might be listening. You know, the fact of the matter is only 2% of all traders end up making money and probably less than that if you give them enough time. Uh, so, yeah, there is, you know, wealth management, money management is the key. But myself included and everybody I know, doesn't matter what age group, uh, they've all lost money, uh, if they're being honest with themselves, over time with trading, whether that's cryptocurrencies, stocks, options, or whatever. And so Hex is great right. because it actually acts as a long-term digital CD where you can lock up your money and you don't have to worry about the day-to-day volatility because you're making that interest on the side and it's racking up more and more and it frees up all your time to sit around and do things like podcasts and stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. Right. Now, okay. So, okay. I want to, I want to transition now. I want to do a little commercial, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay show. Um, You know us, if you've heard of us before that we were doing uh, current events, and uh, we were uh, partnered with uh, South Bay by Jackie um, for 10 years in the South Bay of Los Angeles. And uh, we, we, we loved that. And we're continuing to do that with the uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber on Fridays. We're still uh, sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of uh, Manhattan Beach, California on Fridays. And we do that show. But ladies and gentlemen, today... Um, we are excited to launch a new uh, enterprise doing uh, cryptocurrency um, um, shows on Thursdays. And my first guest, uh, Matt, is, is fantastic. And we're going to continue to do these shows on major topics in cryptocurrencies. But we are going to focus on Bitcoin and Hex because Bitcoin is the big leader in the space. We're going to focus on that to cover all the latest news. And then Hex, I want simplicity. I want ease of, of earning money and my clients. I want clients that I can charge a percentage of what they're making. That was the other thing that I did when I was a master no consultant is I said to a client, hey, if you've got money that if you lost it, you you would be able to still pay the mortgage and the rent. That's the money that you can invest. You know, don't 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 turn out to be dumb like my lawyer says. So don't just turn to me and Matt for it, for financial advice. But the key is, if you invest a thousand bucks, all I'm going to tell you is I'm going to help you. We're going to do this as a team. All I'm expecting is ten percent of the of the profit. Because that's all I can ask is to share in the profits when we do it as a team. I do a lot of research and help you get the research. Now, when it comes to HEX, Matt has already said, it's a certificate of deposit. You're going to take 100 bucks, and you're going to say bigger is better, longer is better. But you're going to take 100 bucks, and you only want to um, put it, uh, you know, uh, stake it, as it's called, for three months. Fine. Three months, 90 days, 
at the end of that 90 days, you're going to get interest. But the key is when you stake, the hex is burned. The hex is destroyed, and you are awarded hex shares. And so let's talk about that process a little bit, Matt. When you make a stake, what happens? Yeah, so like you just said, um, basically when you buy hex, you have liquid hex. When you want to stake hex, right. you actually are exchanging your hex for shares. And shares are right. just a part of the system that dictates how much daily interest you are paid. And now the daily interest right. rate is volatile. It, it moves up and down. It's based on a percentage of how many people are staked versus liquid and a couple of other factors like people that are uh, and staking early and penalties that actually go to the stakers, which is really cool. But anyway, uh, HEX, you know, is exchanged for shares, and then you hold those shares uh, for the entire term of your stake. When you end your stake, mm -hmm. what you're actually doing is you're exchanging those shares back into HEX. And so HEX is now right. newly minted. So I should have said at first that, right. you know, when HEX goes into shares, that, that HEX is burned and taken out of the circulating supply. When, that, right. when the shares are burned and the new HEX is minted, those new hacks are actually minted back into existence as part of the circulating supply again. But the shares actually go away forever, right? So there is a finite amount of shares that will ever exist, which is what makes you really want to get your hands on them because if that dictates how much interest you're getting and that's going to go away eventually, right, you want to make sure that now, you now, uh, Matt, get I, your fair I, share. Yep. I I have, I have, Matt, I have expectations that other people are going to make money for me. So when I want hex stakes, who does that for me, Matt? Who does, who makes money for me? <laughs> I'm loving these questions. I have expectations. Well, so in hex, yeah, and, and we're very adamant in hex that <laughs> you should not have, <laughs> should not have any hex expectations, as you call it, uh, because hex is right. not a security, right? And part of the right. ethos of HEX, part of the mantra, and part of just the, the HEX community guidelines is that you do all the work. You mint your HEX. It's your decision to press buy. It's your decision to press stake. You push all the buttons yourself. Um, you should have no expectations you from a central work? party. Yeah, and then that's the crazy thing. You know, the crazy thing is that people are so accustomed to getting promises of future work because that's what the ICOs were. Right. That's what half these projects are, or more than half, probably 90%, are people promising you stuff. Well, Hex is actually a finished product. It's not a project. It's totally finished and done. It's immutable code on the Ethereum blockchain with no admin keys, no backdoors. Uh, it's been audited three times, so you don't have to worry about any uh, defects or bugs coming up, and you don't have to worry about, oh, is somebody going to deliver or not? No, it's already been delivered. This is something that exists right now. And people are making money with it yeah. right now. So it's it's different. It's a finished and I think that's product. What takes a lot of people. Yeah, that's what makes a lot of people do a second, a, a double take, right? Is because it doesn't fit the narrative of people selling you hopes and dreams and vaporware. No, it's a finished product and it works and it mints hex uh, if you want it to. Or you, but Matt, yeah. but Matt, when I do this, when I do, when I interact with this finished product, which is really a smart contract running on the Ethereum blockchain. But what if I make a mistake? What if what if I mint like you know a hundred dollars of of hex for five thousand five hundred and fifty five days, and then in two days uh, I want an emergency in stake? I'll get all my money back, right? 
Absolutely not. Um, and what? Part of, Why? Yeah, what, what, is this a fraud? Is this a Ponzi scheme? What's going on here? You know, you know what? Uh, I get, you know, that happens all the time, right? People emergency unstake and they nuke themselves and they forget that crypto is about personal responsibility. It's about getting rid of the middlemen and not relying on, you know, daddy government or daddy bank to yeah. hold your hand and make yeah. sure you don't do anything stupid. That's your responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. You know, I think that's great. Yeah. But people out there, yeah. you know, if they mess up, they want somebody to point the finger at. And so we've become such a coddled kind of society, right? Where Like we don't want to take responsibility for anything. But if you lose your money <laughs> by doing something stupid, you know, or not reading the rules of what you're getting into, that's, that's your decision. And I'm sorry, but, you know, only you can control it. So there's nobody, there's no tax support. There's no hotline to call. There's no refunds. Um, you do all the things yourself. Right. Right. I, I, it, it's, but as you know, Matt, as we know, but for those people listening, they may find this to be, well, I don't know of any other cryptocurrency system where you interact with the smart contract running on the Ethereum blockchain and there's no one to blame. There's no one to, to, there's no, there's no uh, third party risk. It's just me and the contract. There's no third party involved. Yes. And, and everyone, uh, you know, we everyone is so be... confused about it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where people need to shift their mindset into this new paradigm where there's no company, right? Hex is not a company. It's just a smart contract. Right. It's a little piece of code that lives on a blockchain that is actually decentralized because nobody can change it. There's no admin keys. There's no backdoors. And uh, that's the mindset that you have to have if you're going to get into crypto is the mindset of mm -hmm. self-sovereignty, personal responsibility, financial freedom. Uh, but if you want to get the kind of gains that are possible in cryptocurrency and that are possible in Hex, you need to uh, take responsibility of your own actions. And, you know, we, we've been such a, you know, again, a baby society. Now, I don't think a lot of people are ready for that. And if you're not ready for that, what mm -hmm. I'd recommend is, you know, start small. Start with a little bit. See if mm -hmm. you can handle it. See if you can test out how it works. And if you lose, you know, right. 100 bucks, then it's maybe not the end of the world. But, you know, right. after you get comfortable, you can start putting in as much as you want and see how people are making passive income right now, you know, with thousands of dollars a month or a quarter, however long you want to set your stakes for. Uh, this is happening mm -hmm. right now, and it's, it's possible, right? It's very, very possible, I, not to mention the, the potential for USD appreciation, right? One, one of my favorite things, Matt, is to sit by and review at hex.live, hex.live, uh, the stakes that are ending. Uh, you just um, go to hex.live, and you go to the feed, and you look for the green and I see here somebody uh, completed a, 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 a stake. It was only for 13 days, $1,000 worth of hex, 1.4 million hex staked for 13 days. They made 38 bucks, $6,600 hex is worth 38 bucks. That's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. That's incredible. And if you can wait more than 13 days, just think about the passive income, right? Think about how you can right. make money right. 
by sitting around and having your money work for you. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's being able right. to gain self-sovereignty uh, by, it, it's basically like having all the benefits of Bitcoin, but being able to lock it up and, and save you from yourself so that you don't sell it, right, right. and miss out on the, the U.S. dollar gains. And you're also making interest in the, in the process, right? So, right. Right. I mean, if somebody's making $68 right. in a week, I mean, think about what you can do with bigger amounts and, and longer time. Right. Here's one. Here's one I love. Two million hex staked, just two million hex worth 11 grand, two million hex staked for 59 days, 50, six months or 60 days, two months. Yeah. They made four grand, four grand. Jeez. Seven seven hundred and thirty nine thousand wow. hex is worth four grand. I, I mean, that's two grand a month. That's yeah, not I bad. I love that you're pulling these. Yeah, and you're coming up with real numbers that are publicly viewable on the blockchain. So, guys, what, what Joe is okay. saying is really possible. People are doing it right now, and we're looking at it. Right. Hex dot live. Hex h e x dot l i v e. Just click on the feed and feast. Yep. And there's also an app. So if you go to staker.app, S-T-A-K-E-R.app, that's another way to see all the stuff on Hex.Live, but it's for your mobile. Right, right. So. And we love the staker.app. Uh, those guys, Firebund, are amazing members of the community. Hex has such a strong community because we're we're not screwing each other. This is not traders selling and traders buying and some party on that end of the deal is losing. This is not what is happening in the hex community. We are all stakers. And, and, oh, there's one other thing that I really wanted people to understand. And that was, you know, in the beginning, uh, Richard, as he was working with his developers, is trying to figure out how to make it so that the uh, compound interest isn't so computationally intensive that you'd have to, I mean, there's tens of thousands of people that are staking um, hundreds every day are unstaking and staking. How do you make it so that the, uh, the, the uh, it isn't so computationally intensive. And somehow he came up with this idea of hex shares where the shares become increasingly expensive over time. The shares tomorrow are guaranteed to be more expensive than shares today, which means that if I invest a hundred bucks today, I'm going to have a better result than if I invest a hundred bucks tomorrow. Guaranteed. That's compound interest. Mm-hmm. It's built into the to the contract because shares be, are always more expensive in the future, and um, that the value of that is they they don't have to go back and compute our interest that is my interest today being better than the guy that stakes tomorrow, even though we're, we're investing the same amount of money, they don't have to compute that because he gets less shares. I get more shares because they're cheaper today. It's just that simple. Exactly. And that was one of the genius breakthroughs uh, was the share system because it abstracted away the the idea of compounding interest. uh, So you didn't have to program it into Ethereum because, you know, Every time you make a computation on Ethereum, it, it takes it takes gas, and it's not a very right. efficient computer, right? Yeah, if we had a right. you know, normal computer, we could do that. But a decentralized computer, 
takes a lot more uh, effort. And so the share price right. only goes up. And what that means for new guys that aren't into Hex yet, it doesn't mean that the Hex price always goes up. The share price in Hex mm. always goes mm. up. Right? So initially I mm-hmm. thought that was a marketing gimmick, like, oh, you're telling me the price only goes up? No, no, no. The share price mm. only goes up. The Hex mm. price can do whatever it wants, and it goes up and down. All the, you know, It goes all over the place. But uh, it always is more expensive to buy a share uh, in the future. So you're always better off in terms of making interest by staking earlier, staking bigger, and staking longer. Right. Sure. Right. It's a complete system, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this guy, Richard Hart, that we're talking about, um, was an entrepreneur who retired at the age of 23 or 24. He'd made a bunch of money. Some people refer to him from previous reports as the spam king. He sold <laughs> a hundreds of thousands of dollars of various kinds of products on the internet. He used the internet as it was designed to be used in, uh, you know, the late uh, uh, 1990s and the early 2000s, made a bunch of money, retired. And then he retired, you know, uh, 10 years before Bitcoin was launched, ladies and gentlemen, then he got into Bitcoin. He was, he was, he was, mining Bitcoin when it was 50 cents, uh, whole right. blocks. <laughs> 50 Bitcoin per Bitcoin. block. 50 yeah. Bitcoin per block. And John, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up. And I want to take a minute to clear the air on this. For anybody that is, you know, thinking about getting into hacks that might have heard something bad about Richard Hart, yeah, the guy curses mm-hmm. a lot, and maybe he's not the most politically correct, but he's been rich for before you were probably even born, a lot of you guys. So, you know, he retired at the yeah. age of 23. He doesn't need your money. So there's a, a lot of rumors going around that this is some kind of cash grab for Richard Hart. He's just mm-hmm. going to steal mm-hmm. everyone's money somehow and run away. Well, it's been over a year, and that hasn't happened. But anyone that knows him that's listened to him knows that he's retired, right? And not only has he retired, been right. retired since 2003, he mined full Bitcoin blocks when they were – 20, only 25 or 50 cents per Bitcoin. But just think right. about it. Somebody with that amount of Bitcoin probably doesn't care right. too much about the money anymore. So he says verbatim, right. he's in this for the glory, for the, for the power and for the influence, right? He wants, he right. wants to uh, have influence on society. He wants to make an impact and change people's lives and actually make their lives better. And so I think that a lot of people can't see that because they just, they're so used <clears> to, scammers unfortunately and maybe they a lot of people have been scammed out there but you know right. that's the one thing that i'm most confident in is just the fact that this guy richard hart he, he's not like a lot of the crypto guys you see out there he might be blunt and honest he might cut mm-hmm. and swear a little bit but he wants what's best for humanity he's talked a lot about uh funding life extension research which would benefit all of mankind right. one day um and to right. this day you know he has never done anything to hurt hacks. In fact, he wants more than anything in the world for hacks to succeed, I believe. And I don't think that's that hard of right. a, a belief to have. If you hear the way he talks, just listen to, he's got hundreds, maybe probably thousands of hours of free content on his YouTube channel. Right. Just listen to a couple hours of his content and you'll understand that this guy is no pump and dump exit scammer. He is a guy that is very well, well-spoken, uh, very smart, and believes in this thing, and he's not going anywhere. Uh, he wants to see this thing succeed 
more than anybody, more, more than the holders themselves. Right. Uh, and he wants <laughs> right. to help people. He wants to make people rich. So, yeah. Right. So, um, um, Matt, it's been an awesome time with you. Um, I feel like, you know, I well, let me just say that your uh, YouTube channel, uh, Crypto Coffee 369, and ladies and gentlemen, that's a reference to the maximum uh, 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 inflation, inflation rate of HEX is 3.69% a year. Just 3.69% if every single HEX is staked, 3.96%. Of course, if half of the uh, HEX is staked, then it's significantly – the annual uh, percentage rate is significantly higher than 3.69%, the annual inflation rate. And so um, bottom line is HEX is um, a very well-designed product. Um, we're happy, but, but Matt – I listened to your crypto uh, coffee, and you just you just you you approach it in such a calm, rational manner, which was why I'm so thrilled that you were able to join me for this first podcast of mine. That is my new uh, cryptocurrency podcast. Uh, I want to thank you, Matt, for joining me today. It's been great. Oh, dude, this has been great. Yeah, Joe, um, I, I love what you're doing here. Definitely keep it up. This is one of the more professional and, and well-put-together podcasts that I've been a part of. Um, and I think, you know, you've got a, a good way of speaking as well. So definitely keep it up. And, and like we were talking about earlier, Hex is only just past launch, right? So we're entering a new phase where we're really starting to ramp up the, you know, the, the quality of our content that we put out. Right. So you're going to be hearing a lot more right. from me, a lot more from Joe, a lot more from everybody. And the, the quality is right. going to be getting better and better because we want to tell the world that we're here and we're not going anywhere and we're serious, right? This isn't some kind of joke that we were all just in it for the right. payday and we're going to run away. No, this is like <laughs> we are in this for the long haul. 15 years. I'm stuck with you guys. <laughs> it's going to be great. Right. I'm excited. I, I, I did stakes, 15-year stakes all the way 15 years and then all the way back to next or next year for my wife's birthday and for my birthday. And so now I've done that. I'm going to start filling in so that I can have stakes um, expiring uh, naturally. And then I will recover them. I will probably uh, sell some and then restake some, but I'm doing that every two weeks. Basically, this is my life from now on. Heck stakes. Awesome, man. That's a great call. And just, you know, like you said, staking for people's birthdays, you know, that's another really right. fun way to, to do hacks, to play the game. I'm excited to give my family right. their Christmas presents tomorrow because guess what? You know, it's hacks. So yeah. uh, it's very yeah. exciting stuff. And I'm just excited <laughs> to continue to promote it, continue to make content, and maybe we'll see the look on our family's faces when they, you know, we can make them rich too. <laughs> so Matt, what is what is your best contact information? How can people get in touch with you and continue to hear from uh your Crypto Coffee? Yeah, so I am Crypto Coffee 369 on everything. No spaces. Yeah. On YouTube and Twitter is where I'm primarily at. You can also find me on Telegram mm -hmm. to chat me directly. Um mm -hmm. see, I'm on Twitch now. We're doing Twitch live streaming and uh Mm -hmm. You know, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. 
Uh, I got the thing everywhere. I'm even on TikTok now. I'm like, oh, my God, who who have I become? But, yeah, I'm on TikTok <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. All right. Crypto Coffee 369. Crypto Coffee 369. I think you will be um, – you will benefit. And, and so, my Matt, my whole concept is people want a safe place to to get advice as long as you understand that my lawyer – uh, really has a low opinion of your intelligence and thinks that you would think that what I say and what I tell you to do is uh, gospel and that you shouldn't do your own research. But I'm telling you that my lawyer is an idiot. My my lawyer is an idiot. I think you're much smarter than that. And I know that Matt thinks you're much smarter than that. <laughs> this is my new, you know, That's I was right. looking for a, a technique, right? Because different people talk about this whole well, this is not financial advice thing. And so I decided to, you know, uh, what do they say, Matt? Uh, um, what do you call a bunch of lawyers at the bottom of the ocean, Matt? I'm not sure. What is it, Joe? A good start. <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, for people that don't like lawyers, a bunch of lawyers at the bottom of the ocean is a good start. And I said, okay, well, how can I make fun of lawyers and then also get across the fact that you should not um, take this as financial advice because if you lose money, it's your fault, not mine. Um, but in the show notes, you will find my uh, Ethereum address. So you can send me lots of Ethereum. You can send me lots of Hex. I'm sure uh, – uh, um, you 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 can find my uh, QR code is uh, one of those strange pictures of a QR code. You can find that uh, in in the Blog Talk Radio sort of like um, thing with uh, a picture of Matt and a picture of the Crypto Coffee logo. And so you can send me uh, hex and send me Ethereum that way. So we'll continue, uh, Matt. It's been awesome. This is this is how it works. I I I want people to be better in the future. And the way they're going to do that is by, you know, listening to people that basically say you, you can't go wrong if you do your own research, right? That's right. Take responsibility for yourself. That's what crypto is all about. Right, 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 right. Matt, it's been amazing. Uh, I hope we can do this again. I certainly, are you going to have some like, some like, you're doing it on, on uh, Facebook, Twitch. I know. Um, I'm sorry, not Facebook, but uh, YouTube. Are you going to have group discussion? Um, yeah, I, I could do that. You know, I typically like to have no more than one or two guests on because I find that when there's more than two people, oh, a lot of people start talking over each other. Uh, so I think right. the best conversations are had right. between two people only. But happy to do this again, of course. I agree. Okay, Matt. It was it was wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be in touch. I'll see you on Telegram. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Joe. Talk to you later. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you again real soon. Have a great crypto day. Hex.com. Hex.com. Bye-bye.